ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate with your host, Kevin Perenio. As an owner and C-level executive for 20-plus years in finance, KP is here to serve you with all of his knowledge and experience. Whether you're a broker, realtor, or just interested in the economy, this is the podcast for you. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Corona, California. Well, it is Thanksgiving week, and I'm very thankful for our audience and our community that we've built here together on LinkedIn. And I do want to talk about peaks, peak inflation, peak interest rates, peak this, peak that. It's peak World Cup. Hopefully you saw USA, unfortunately, come to a draw with Wales. Dang it. Didn't need to trip that guy in the box. Anyway, uh, hopefully you're watching World Cup, and uh, in case you didn't know, it is called the World's Game. Um, I'm a huge soccer fan. We're a big soccer family. I played. My sister was awesome. She had a scholarship to Texas Tech, and uh, she was pretty badass growing up in Dallas. Anyway, um, let's talk about some of the data that's out, and I know this week is particularly slow when it comes to economic data. Uh, we do have Fed minutes being released from the last meeting, so there might be some new details and insights in there that we, uh, we uh, may uncover. Um, the markets close for Thanksgiving, I believe, even a half day on Friday. Um, we get new home sales data out Wednesday as well. And that's coming off the backs of existing home sales data that came out last week. And um, no surprise there, existing home sales are down. And, um, you know, they're at the lowest level in um, some, I see some like 28 years or something crazy number or since 2011. I don't know. So we talk about peaks, right? You know, maybe a couple Thursdays ago for the consumer price index when we finally saw interest rates um, reprieve and come down for the, the fastest one-day rate uh, in 41 years. Uh, so does that mean we saw peak interest rates, that over 7% rate? Now we're back down to a 6.6% rate with the next Freddie Mac uh, survey that came out a week later. Let those rates bake in. So have we seen peak interest rates? We don't know. Are we seeing peak uh, decline in existing home sales? Probably have a little ways to go. We need uh, a little bit more uh, affordable interest rates, I think, to to stem uh, you know the tide there of people not buying existing home sales. Although I think that number got to a 3.3 month supply on existing home sales uh, with 4.43 million existing home sales annualized. Now there's a difference between existing home sales, right? You know, you know, homes built that are resold, um, and the bars that own that, if they took advantage of the most inexpensive cash ever, uh, peak cheap money, which was in, uh, you know, I believe even earlier this year, we saw the lowest rates ever, uh, certainly through 21. Those bars probably aren't going to get out of their three, three and a half percent interest rates and then take on a, even a 6.6 rate, certainly not a 7% rate a couple weeks ago, and then have to pay up for the new house they're getting into. Remember, 75% of home sellers go buy another home. And, uh, and so they're waiting and they're waiting for, um, you know, uh, a deal, if you will. Of course, first time home buyers, they are buyers certainly of existing homes, those 4.43 million that are um, existing and annualized that are out there. But maybe a 7% or even a 6.6% 30-year fixed rate is still a little bit unaffordable for a first time home buyer. So we're now getting into that seasonally slow time of the year. Um, I've been watching uh, listing data. I 
give a lot of props to Mike Simonson at Altos Research. You can find him um, on uh, YouTube. He puts out a great video on Mondays. Um, I watched the one he had today. Um, he's got some great research. And um, one of the things he said today is very interesting. Um, so he looks at listing data, okay? So that 4.43 million annualized existing home sales sold over the year um, is an annualized number of 12 months of data. He's looking at listings. And currently it's like 540,000, 550,000 um, listings available out there. So we are 50% um, higher listings on the market right now than a year ago, but 36% uh, under pre-pandemic levels 2019. So I thought that was interesting. So um, there are more listings that have been coming on the market, of course, because there's less demand with higher interest rates. However, he did notice that you'll start to see, and he's already started seeing the numbers, that listings will start to come down as you go towards the end of the year. People pull their listings off the market because it's Thanksgiving, all the way through the holidays and then into the new year. And then you start to see things come back around when you get into the seasonal trend of people um, you know, listing their homes. Hopefully by then we will have seen a couple more positive inflation reads with CPI, PCE, PPI, uh, before this December 14th uh, uh, Fed meeting that's coming up. And if inflation is lower, you'll see interest rates more than likely continue to come down, which would bring on some more demand in all business, uh, excuse me, all demographics, first time home buyer, or even existing home owners that may want to finally list their property to then go buy their next property and leg up. So is the consumer strong? Retail sales were up. Retail sales were good. 1.3%, um, I believe, was the month-over-month month, um, increase and um, generally pretty good. Um, I know that that number, um, people want to poo-poo that data and say, well, because things are so expensive because of inflation, that's why retail sales are up. But, you know, um, generally speaking, you know, the consumer is still strong. They're gainfully employed. Uh, the labor market has not rolled over, and we still have had uh, peak uh, uh, employment. So, uh, you know... Uh, Maximum unemployment, I guess, is what the Fed wants us to have. They want us to start seeing some job losses and um, getting rid of that wage price spiral. So we'll see what the Fed's looking at. We talked about the Fed last week. Let's get into housing. Let's talk about some housing policy that is really important. Uh, I know we're in a lame duck session, and that is basically the term given uh, for um, when uh, the power in the House will roll from the Democrats to uh, the Republicans. So they call the, um, the people in power currently until the end of the year the, the lame ducks. They're still trying to make some, some bills, like uh, pass a budget. Um, more than likely, they'll do another continuing resolution um, to extend um, you know, the appropriations and budget and debt ceiling on for a little bit later. Odds are they won't pass an entire fiscal year of 2023 budget. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but one of the big things talked about within that potential budget is an MIP, mortgage insurance premium cut, um, either monthly and or annual for the FHA loan. So we know um, that the uh, MMI, the, uh, the, the, uh, the mutual mortgage insurance fund for HUD, which is basically all the money collected on all those little monthly payments for FHA loans, including the big upfront MIP fee that gets paid, that big fee upfront, that their minimum requirement, their capital ratio is 2% of the overall fund. They're at 11.11%. .11%. And I don't know about you, but every time I see 11.11 on my clock or watch, I always make a wish. 11.11% .11 is something like 100, what's that number? It's out there somewhere. It's like 100 and, 
$40 billion sitting in this fund uh, to offset potential losses, which we haven't seen yet because there hasn't been um, job losses and we haven't gone into a job loss recession. Now, um, there's kind of some mechanics that go into this with um, the budgeting. You know, the this budget that is passed by Congress has to include an MIP cut because HUD, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, is a government entity, a government department. So that budget, a little uh, act of Congress needs to take place for those loans, those FHA loans, to become cheaper on a monthly and annual basis. Now, one of the things that um, the, the HUD department has been saying to the Mortgage Banker Association as they've been lobbying very hard for that MIP cut is that there typically needs to be an offset in the budget for the lack of funds that would be coming in for an MIP cut. Um, they're saying that you can't just simply just dip into their coffers since they have 11.11%, you know, billions and billions of dollars of losses that aren't coming. But maybe the losses are coming. Maybe we've seen uh, peak forbearance positivity. We finally saw for the first time in many months um, that the shares of loans and forbearance um, tick up. So a slight tick up. Now, some of that, you know, isn't necessarily just due to pandemic um, uh, forbearance. We had a Hurricane Ian, you know, that affected many people in Florida. And, and that's where we saw the state of Florida had the most uptick in delinquencies. So mortgages that are current, that percentage came down just slightly. And that uptick in forbearance may be a turnover, a peak, if you will. Speaking of Ginnie Mae loans and all this kind of stuff, you know, cash is king. Um, I don't know if you know this, but if you are a Ginnie Mae servicer, which we are, we're a Ginnie Mae issuer, we have a portfolio. Uh, if borrowers don't make their payments, we have to front the payment every month. So it's cash out of our pocket as lenders to front for borrowers not making their payment for whatever reason. So um, there's a lot of talk out there about Ginny Mae um, you know, loans and um, how much cash they will strap, especially for independent mortgage bankers. So we're good here. Not sure about everyone else. Time will tell. Um, and then flood insurance uh, policy got changed. You can now have private flood insurance. Uh, the NBA applauds that and we'll see how that plays out over time. But uh, more choices is a good thing. Um, have a great and happy Thanksgiving. Cheers. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes, and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.